Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I want to first thank my Heavenly Father for blessing me this morning, and I also want to thank my loyal listeners, for those of you, family and friends, that have been joining me twice a week to listen to some of the information that we basically have been putting out there in regards to whether it's dealing with a issue that's related to something or some type of social injustice, mental health issue, relational issue, and even on Tuesday when we do the show entitled From the Pulpit to the Couch, where you receive biblical teachings. I want to first thank you, thank you, thank you. I also want to discuss today's topic, as today's topic is entitled Women in Business. Now, I spoke with some of you out there, and I was wanted to put some team of women together and do some different types of um, conferences, which I am still going to do. So just charge it to my head, not to my heart, because I've been very, very busy with a lot of things going on. Now, during the month of March, many women have been or will be recognized for their accomplishments all over the world. And I didn't even realize that they had a international women's day. And I'm like, wow, I didn't even know stuff like that even existed. But I'm learning, and we as women are actually evolving. Because for many years, many women have had a vision. However, a lot of times, even though they've had a vision, some individuals have went to pursue their visions. Some individuals have put their their vision on hold for whatever the reason may be. And these are some of the things that we could talk about today. But I want to say that things have changed and are changing, but there's still a lot of work to be done. Because being a woman is one thing. However, a woman in business can take on a whole different role. So we start talking about that role. How do women even balance work and home and business and, you know, whether it's a woman in politics, a woman in leadership, a woman CEO, a woman that has an LLC. You know, I remember growing up, a lot of women that I first saw in business was either selling Avon or they were selling Mary Kay products. They was doing um, Tupperware, and these women were entrepreneurs. And I didn't even realize that when I was a kid watching and sometimes just starting off in their own homes. And a lot of women have taken these ideas and whatever the vision was and brought it to the forefront, and they're still doing it. You know, I I have this one lady, I hope she call in, but she's a, a doula. She basically, you know, helped give birth to to other help other women give birth to children. And I'm like, something can seem so small to one, but yet can be so big to others. Now, I was sharing on my Facebook page how I was invited to be a part of an organization or go to their event called Women's Journey Foundation, and I had never heard of it. But they were also celebrating women's contributions and achievement of the past and today. 
And I really, really enjoyed that event because it taught me a lot. They even talked about Aretha Franklin. They had a woman in there singing Aretha Franklin's songs. They were talking about Harriet Tubman. And, you know, even though some of these women started things, whether it was in music or even if it was freeing a slave, women throughout history have been doing a lot. Now, I'm waiting on another woman to call in because we have a book, and many of you, and some of you may know, some of you may not know, I've actually co-authored a second book, and the book is called The Making of a Successful Businesswoman. So I'm waiting on the publisher to give us a call, to call in, and share what actually made her want to do these types of things and start her own Courageous Woman magazine. Because in this book, 20 women shared their inspiring journeys to becoming an entrepreneur. So I put it out there for the women and the authors of the book to even call in and share their stories and share some of the things that kind of motivated them or got them going. So I think I have the author on here. Let me call her. Let me click in. Good morning. This is Jeanette. Welcome to Precious Predicaments. How are you doing? Number ending in 7 um, nine. Uh, Hi. I, this is how are you how doing? Are you? I am well. Okay. I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off, but I guess that's what you call being a woman. So, and a woman in business because I had to come to work today. So, yeah. <laughs> so, you know. But I want to start off with you, and I want to thank you for calling in. And I see you posting it on Facebook, and I was trying to put this stuff out here ahead of time. So, tell the listeners who you are. Well, I am Talisha Berry. I am the publisher of Courageous Woman Magazine. Uh, it's a publication that highlights extraordinary women in business and entertainment. Uh, we have been around since 2011, kind of started as a blog, and in the process of, of uh, building the business, it has turned into a full magazine. It's both online and in print. And now we are producing books, and we are, have produced several anthologies that have featured uh, probably almost 140 women. And we love doing the anthologies because it gives women an opportunity to share their stories and not be responsible for an entire book. And it's an opportunity for them to to move their brand as well. Mm-hmm. Now, Talisha, what made you start doing the books in regards to putting women, to bringing them together? Because I know it's hard work. I can hear it in your voice sometimes. You like all these personalities, trying to get all this stuff done. But what gave you that passion in regards to, and then we can get to the book that's going to be launching tomorrow, but what birthed this idea in you? To do the books? Actually, I'm a writer first, and I have produced my own books, and I wanted to, I talk to women all the time who say, I want to write a book, I want to write a book, but they don't know how to write the book, or they don't finish if they do start writing the book. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to help. That's what Courageous Woman, my brand is always helping other women uh, with their brand and getting exposure and moving their brand and having other opportunities for speaking and and writing. So I wanted to create a way that we could uh, include um, several women in books 
and they all just kind of collaborate, and we all focus on one thing, and they are able to put or be responsible for just one chapter. So I love doing that and love helping the women. So it's it's easier for them, and uh, it's still a lot of work for us, you know, in, in producing a book, but it's it gives them an opportunity, you know, to, to push their brand. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let's talk about the book. Somebody else is calling in, and um, this may be one of our authors. We don't know, but we'll figure it out in a minute. This is a book compiled of 20 women, and you and I both have written in the book also, and it's called The Making of a Successful Businesswoman. And we talk about what makes a woman or businesswoman successful. A lot of times individuals go into business and they go in it for the money or they go in it for their passion or go in it because, you know, there's a need. There's a lot of different things. So, Tell us a little bit from your perspective of the, the chapter that you wrote, and then I will log on the other caller. Because you know what? Let me log on this caller right quick, and then we'll we'll hear your story. Hi, this is Jeanette. Okay. Welcome to Person Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. How are you doing? Number ended in two five. Okay. Hi, I'm fine. Thank you. Got you. Okay. Now, are you one of the authors in the book? Because we just want to make sure we know who's who. Yes, I'm Wilma Blighty, and I'm one of the authors in the book. My chapter title just starts. Got you. Okay. So, Talisha, first start with your chapter. What did you write about the story in the book? What is your contribution? I wrote wrote about my journey as an entrepreneur and how I started out and overcoming all the difficulties faced and how it was unrewarding and challenging in the beginning. But I missed that. I kept going. I kept working towards the goal that I have to empower women, to encourage women, to design a meaningful, impactful, and joyful life. Mm-hmm. Okay, Wilma. Okay, so Wilma, what type of business do you have? What is, what is your business? What is your, your brand? What? My brand is I am a Christian author, an inspirational speaker, and a coach. Okay. And I'm also the founder of a network that's called She Designed the Life She Wanted. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate you, and hopefully you will be at the book signing because we're going to talk about that too so the listeners can know where they can meet the authors of this um, book. Now, Talisha, because I started with you, Talisha, what was your chapter in the book? What was your chapter about? My chapter is entitled Use What You Have. And I I wanted to do this chapter based on how I started a publication and the feedback that I get from women who want to do something, want to start a business, but they have so many reasons why they can't. They don't have the money. They don't have the time. They don't have the location. There's so many reasons why they say they can't start a business. So I created a Courageous Woman magazine, and I didn't have uh, the money to start a, a, the business. I was going through a divorce at the time, but I had this energy and this desire to to create a publication. And I had a friend who, who I asked, you know, what does it take for me to start a publication? Because he had a thriving business, a thriving publication in Detroit. And he said it was going to cost me $30,000 minimum. I didn't have that. I had $30. 
So what I was able to do is use what I had and created a way for me to get the publication done. And we presented 4,000 copies, but it was the way I did it. So I always tell people, use what you have. You have the abilities. You have the skills. You have the knowledge. You have to be creative to, to create a way to get it done. Mm-hmm. And you know what? In a lot of times, um, Felicia, a lot of women do become discouraged. And I want to talk about some of those challenges. And hopefully other authors will call in and um, call in and share what it is that they got going on. I'm responding to text messages and everything, too, because apparently my fat finger wasn't working right last night, so I kind of was um, messing up. I don't know why I will always do the number wrong. But if you want to call in and you want to join the show, give us a call at 516-387-1914, and we would love to hear from you as it relates to this, you know, talking about women in business and also the authors of the book called The Making of a Successful Businesswoman. Now, I want to share a little bit about my story because I also wrote in the book, and I wrote, with God, motivation and determination, there are no limits. And I recall meeting a woman. I remember I was a social worker, Talisha, because I went from driving a school bus to working at stores. And I always wanted to have a job ever since I was 14. I went to work at McDonald's because I like McDonald's french fries. So I figured if I work at McDonald's, I get to eat french, free french fries because I like food. But I know better now to work in a restaurant. You know, and um, I went from a lot of different journeys doing a lot of different things. And I remember... Uh, as a social worker, I was working at Hannah's Children's Home. I had a supervisor, and she told me, with God, motivation and determination, you can do whatever you want to do. And I thought about it. Mm-hmm. And I never viewed myself as a businesswoman, nor did I ever want to start a business, because I didn't know an LLC from an S-Corp to a C-Corp. And with that being said, I went through a lot of personal journeys, but I am now the owner of J.A. Precious, Inc., located in Oceanside, and the Center for the Treatment of Addiction with three other locations, and I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. Now, when we talk about success, I always say that success is not measured based on how much money you have or how successful you are, but how successful you can help other people become. Now, we have other callers calling in, so let me log in this first person. Hi, this is Jeanette Abney. Welcome to Precious Predicaments, number ending in 9-2. How are you doing? I can't hear you. Okay, I don't know if you have your radio on, if you logged in online also, but I can barely hear what you're saying. So I'm going to log in another caller that we have on the line. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio, number in it in nine eight. Hi. How are you doing? Hi, uh, I'm doing great, and I, I just logged in to kind of listen. And um, you know, it's, it's interesting the subject of businesswoman because I don't think I ever um, looked at myself as a businesswoman, but um, you know, I in in retrospect, I am thankful for the opportunities that I've had and been able to use those, hopefully to open doors to others, Um, Mm -hmm. and especially in the financial area and then now pursuing um, a complete new career in the mental health. Mm -hmm. And, And you know, it is. is, Go ahead. ahead. Is this Lisa? Uh, Yes, it is. (laughs) You know what, Lisa? You go get your business. Because 
because you right now are working on your Ph.D., I believe, and once you go into that and you get that, a lot of times we, we operate in fear. We operate in doubt. And we have yeah. to build that resilience yeah. in us. And when we start talking about success, a lot of times individuals are intimidated by success. And I've heard a, people, a person say that before. To where it's in us, you're going to have to birth yours. But I want you to finish saying what you were yeah. saying because you are doing a lot. I was going to say, finish, finish the Ph.D., now working on the licensing piece of it. So, yes, and it's been a journey. And I've been really fortunate to have some people um, – Pour into me. Pour into me some of the things that I will need. Mm-hmm. Now, I have a question. Do you yeah. have any questions? And I know you haven't seen the book, and uh, I may need that to put you down on one of my review writers to write or to read it because we're going to share when it's going to be launched. But, um, you know, because we do have 20 authors that is involved in this book talking about the making of a successful businesswoman and some of the things that they've experienced and went through. And you know some of my personal journey because your husband was working with me. And um, he kind of went through these trials and tribulations with me, and you saw that. And a lot of times individuals say, oh, well, I'm not smart enough. I don't have enough money. I can't do this. Or you can run into a lot of obstacles like I did, but you know I never gave up. So, Talisha, I'm going to ask you a question. What were some of the challenges that you experienced with being a businesswoman? Because a lot of times we want to look at all the good part, but what are some of the things that you persevered and overcame? Uh, just well, in the journey, we got two people talking. I was asking Talisha, Talisha Berry. We got to talk one at a time because we got other people calling in. But I was asking Talisha, Talisha, what has been some of the challenges that you've endured? Uh, well, I, I would say the challenge is definitely having financing to um, produce certain areas of the business, having the financing in the beginning, um, having the time with trying to balance a family and work at the same time with some of the challenges you know that we have when we're launching a business and we we still work a regular job, those things could be challenging and and tiresome trying to do both. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just balance family, trying to, uh, and, and also going to school, because I've been at one time doing all of it, going to school, going to work, and um, operating the business all at the same time, and managing four kids. So. Mm-hmm. Wow, that that can be a challenge. Um, whoever is on the line number in in the nine two, you have a lot of background noise, so I kind of put it on mute. I don't know if you're walking. I don't know what's going on, but I could hear a lot of noise that was coming on from your line. Now, Wilma, I know you're still on, and Wilma, I'm going to ask you, what are some of the challenges that you've had to endure with um, starting your business? Just some of the things you've had to endure, challenges you persevered and, and you you overcame. Well, Janet, some of the challenges I faced really were the support from family and friends. And to overcome that challenge, what I've learned is to extend your network when you're you're building your business. And as much as you would like that support from family and friends, you extend your network, you surround yourself with people who are where you want to be, and you connect with them. And that helps you to overcome those challenges because the support will not always come from your family and friends, and that could be very discouraging as you start out. 
but to overcome that challenge, just, just surround yourself with people where you are. Like, for example, me taking a part in this book coming from the Virgin Islands or being in the Virgin Islands, and I'm now going over to L.A., and I'm looking forward to meeting the other 20 authors. That's me investing in myself and putting myself out there. And it's not with the support of my family or friends. Of course, they're happy for me, and they say, you know, congratulations, but just extend yourself. So that was one of the challenges that I have. And like Talisha said in the beginning, the funds as well is a challenge. However, what I've learned while you're working, you're 95. Your 95 should be the funds you invest in your entrepreneurial business in what you want to do. So that's something I'm doing as well to overcome the challenges that I've mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's interesting because even myself, um, I started Precious Predicaments and J.A. Precious in honor of my mother because my mother passed away of breast cancer in 2008, and her nickname was Precious. And I tell individuals that even when I started the radio, with, I started off with Voice America first. I didn't know nothing about radio. I didn't even know nothing about a business. And Precious and J.A. Precious was actually my second business. And when I started J.A. Precious, Inc., my mother always wanted me to start a scholarship fund for women and people in sports, but yet I went on and opened up a whole another company. And I remember being $10 short, and I found a $100 bill in my purse that I borrowed from my, well, my stepfather had borrowed some money from me and paid me back. And I didn't have no big savings account. I didn't have any money. And I just stepped out on faith. And I've been in business since 2011, and with the Center for the Treatment of Addiction, I bought that company for my daughter because she was in college studying business finance, and I wanted her to have a start where I was working as a court mediator investigator because I wanted to be an attorney and retire as a judge. That's what I wanted to do. But I tell individuals, I didn't know an LLC from an S-Corp to a C-Corp. I had no business skills no, and still don't know how to do a budget. So when we start talking about that, and when you talk about family support, a lot of times we want our family and friends close to us, but sometimes they may not also have your vested interests, and it may not be their passion. And I learned that the hard way. Now, let me log on. There's another caller going in. I know you got your radio thing up. I can see the background as I'm talking. So number ending in 3-3, three, three. Um, how are you doing and what is your name? My name is Nancy Hoekstra. I am an entrepreneur, and it's difficult. You gotta, you gotta keep going, no matter what it looks like, and you gotta keep going forward. You just can't mm-hmm. sit there and camp. Now, Nancy, what kind of business do you have going on? Because I know who you are, and you know I know you. <laughs> so, Nancy, what is it that you? Um, what is your? I have my own cleaning business. I do offices. I do move-outs. I do move-ins. I um, clean houses, and um, I do a really, really well job. I mm-hmm. I try to make sure that everything is covered, and I go the extra mile. Got you. Okay, let me log back on the other, well, not longer on, but let me go back to number ending in 9-2. You haven't had a chance to speak, and we want to hear what you have to say. What do you want to add to the show? I don't know if you want to the co-authors, but no is it a nice Can you hear me? Okay, I just keep hearing a lot of background still. Okay, so when we talk about women in business, Talisha, you um put together, like I said, the making of a successful businesswoman, and with 20 authors, 
And when we start talking about the 20 arthritis, and it looks like a lot of these women have a a um a lot of different businesses, a lot of different um, goals, aspirations, things that they, you know, decided to do in their life. And it's going to be definitely an interesting read. Now, I'm going to ask you, Talisha, what did you want the listeners or what do you want the audience to take from this book, even though you gave individuals the opportunity to brand their business and speak on their journey? What is it that you really want people to gather from all this information? Well, the whole Courageous Woman brand is always has always been about inspiring women to believe that they can in in anything that they desire to do that they can they can do. And in this book, uh, shares the stories of women who proved that they could operate a business and become successful in their businesses. So my hope is that women who at this point in their lives desire wherever they are in their lives that they desire to own and operate their own business, that this book would be an inspiration to them. They're sharing all these women's stories and what they've overcome. And not all the stories are, are so pretty. You know, becoming a businesswoman may not be the whole, your journey may not be so, so you know, glamorous. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what, Alicia, that's, and that's speaking truth because a lot of times individuals, you know, they struggle with when we're talking about not only funding but the entrepreneurship, but also in their relationships. Because sometimes mm-hmm. individuals, when you are when you're married or you're dating, sometimes people may feel that you're investing more in your passion than you are perhaps in a relationship with with them. Have any of you women on the line ever experienced that? Can we talk about that? Because we talked a little bit about how, you know, sometimes family may not be there to support us or friends may not be there or, you know, be interested. But what about in your own personal relationship? Did you have any challenges with that? I'll start with you, Talisha. Oh, absolutely. I'm a happily divorced woman. (laughs) So am I. I wouldn't say that it was all because I was starting a business. I've always been a businesswoman, so that w- I wouldn't say that was the reason of my divorce. That's a whole another. That's a whole another show. However, it is a challenge. Okay. You know, when you are having, you're trying to, you know, balance being a mom because you know your kids requiring your time to get them to events to be just to help with homework. But when you're faced with you have to bring an income, especially with some of us who are single moms, and we have to make sure that we're doing what we need to do in our businesses to bring in the money then, you know, some things we may not be able to attend everything that is going on in a, uh, with our kids, with our uh, our relationships. And if you don't have a partner who is understanding of where you are, where you're trying to go, then that makes it more challenging. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, you know like I get, again, I'm single. So, you know, for me, that works for me right now because I'm still on a journey. I'm still preparing and building. I'm still in the building mm-hmm. stage. I have other aspects of this business that are that is launching. So my time is is definitely um put in uh to the business at this time. So I don't have a whole lot of time. You know, it's funny you said that, Talisha, because I remember one of my offices is in Oceanside, like I said, because I am a licensed marriage and family therapist and I do 
a lot of different things in regards to speaking engagements and working with families and children and all of that. But my grandkids, my office is walking distance to my um, for my grandkids when they would get out of school. And I would be in here doing a session. They'd be peeking in my mailbox. And one time my granddaughter asked one of my interns, can you please give my granny a day off from work? She needs to spend some time with us. And it was just so funny because she was speaking to my intern like my intern was my boss. And the intern was like, uh, your granny could take some time off. Your granny could, you know, because they was like, no, we don't get to see my granny. My granny works too much. And sometimes you have to put in the work. And I love quoting what Denzel Washington said on The Great Debate. He said, I do what I have to do so I can later do what I want to do. And a lot of times we get so caught up in that. But let me log on the next caller. Hi, this is Jeanette Abdi. Welcome to Purchase of Predicaments, number NNN03. How are you doing? Hey, it's Lindsay Bertner. How are you? I am well. And what do you want to add to the show? I don't know if you're one of the authors, but what do you want to add to the show? Yes, I am one of the co-authors for The Making of a Successful Businesswoman. Okay, so tell us about your chapter. Yes, so in my chapter, what I speak about is my experience through a fatal car wreck. So in 2007, I woke up and I didn't know where I was. I couldn't talk. I couldn't see. I couldn't move. Um, Turns out I was in a fatal car wreck where they had pronounced me brain dead on the scene. I was paralyzed. I was flown by helicopter to the nearest trauma hospital, and they pronounced me brain dead again there. Um, Despite all of that, they went ahead with the emergency surgeries because they hadn't located my family yet. And next thing I know is when I'm waking up and I have no clue where I'm at. So a nurse was in my room, and she filled me in on all that had occurred over the past week um, because I was out. I did not remember any of that. And so in my chapter, I just talk about what that meant for my life, what it did to my self-worth and things like that, and how I used that to create my business of being an award-winning personal development coach, transformational speaker, and number one best-selling author. Wow. You know what? That's awesome because a lot of times individuals just want to give up or, Mm -hmm. you know, especially they have some type of medical things happen. Now, Talisha, I want to take a little time, and I just want to read some of the chapters. I'm not going to say the person's name yet because we don't want to give it all out there, put it out there, because we want the individuals to buy the book, or and you can tell them what you want them to do tomorrow as far as how this launching is going to go. But just some of the chapters, because in any book there's always a chapter, there's always a story. And like I said, one of them is, with God, motivation, and determination, there are no limits. Then we have Get Ready for the Valley and the Mountains. It all matters, doesn't it? Business insights from the journey of a Christian playwright and indie filmmaker. And use what you have. Another one, Just Start. Nothing pays off without commitment and focus. Harnessing the power of S-E-R-V-E, which is serve. Taking a leap of faith, journey of redefining what's possible. Move using God's plan. 
From the twos and fuse to six figures, how I shifted my side hustle to a successful business. The miseducation of a college graduate. Becoming a successful businesswoman. How my ex inspired my booming interior design business. The power of networking and collaborating. Divine wisdom for successful businesses. From selling snow cones in the hood to providing psychiatric care, the making of an entrepreneur from an LA from LA to LLC, stuck in the comfort zone, from pain to purpose, the movie. Wisdom or mistakes and how this woman changed the landscape of tax business and seek to help others and business one oh one. You know, Talisha, I like these chapters because it gives individuals a starting place to see where these individuals, where they come from, how they got to where they are. Now, I want to check my Facebook to see if there was any questions, but I have just questions for individuals that are on the air with us. Do any of you have any questions for myself, for Talisha, for some of the authors, or just something you want to throw out there? We can speak one at a time. Any questions? So nobody have any questions. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask you, Nancy. Nancy, I don't know if you're still online. And I think Nancy hung up. Lisa, do you have any questions for the authors or myself? No, but I do want to do want to um, affirm something that was said earlier. Um, you do make sacrifices. On the journey, you do sacrifice sometimes uh, time with your family, some of the special events. Um, you can't be everywhere and be trying to take care of your business and trying to move mm-hmm. ahead. And um, a wise woman told me that once a long time ago, along with, with the CEO, that those are the sacrifices that you make, friends, family, special events, and you got to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. And you know what, and I want to say, too, you got to make sure you don't lose focus of who you are. A lot of times individuals don't know how to balance, you know, the success, their career, their family. And I also want to speak also on the mental health part of it because a lot of times individuals don't realize what business women go through. Sometimes we have to do and invest in self-care. We have to learn how to take care of ourselves because when we start neglecting ourselves and start focusing more on what it is we're trying to accomplish, individuals slip into depression, start having anxiety. Sometimes just like with men, suicidality can be high. You know, we we see it all the time in the news, on television. We see all these individuals seem like they just got it together. But sometimes we really don't know what they go through. And that's why support and teamwork is very important. We have to learn how to encourage and support one another. Because when people invite me to things, I show up. You know, if a person say, "Hey, Jeanette, can you do this?" You know, but you do got to know when to say no. But you got to have that balance. You really got to have that balance, and we got to take care of ourselves and take care of our mental health as well as our physical health. Jeanette, let me add. I I don't think we've always been taught how to do that. Because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes, yeah, because sometimes you don't come from a family that um, embraces that. What they say is, or they would allude to, is that if you are resting too much, if you're doing too much of that, 
you're lazy, you're slacking. So well, I think that's... sometimes we have to learn how to do the self-care. Mm-hmm. That is true. That is so true because my mother, she, I used to say, Lord, she worked just like a Hebrew slave. But she taught me good oh. work ethics. And although she taught mm-hmm. me good work ethics, she didn't teach me how to relax. She didn't teach me yeah. how I want to take a time out. All I know is she worked for 33 years at the same company and didn't live that long after she retired. You know, and it's sad because we don't want to work ourselves into an early grave, but we do have to find that right. balance. And that's what makes individuals become successful when you can learn to enjoy also the fruit of your labor. You know, I was telling the individual, this is so funny because I was looking for a job, looking for a job, now I got jobs calling me, but I know some things I'm overqualified for. But I've been a businesswoman for like 15 years now. And people have been trying to put me out of business from the day I started, but I'm still here. And that's what got me with the motivation and determination and with God. Because only what God is into, whatever you do for God will last. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So any any other women want to share some other insight that they can give individuals encouraging words or wisdom or just to let them know? Because I want you to know it's doable. But um, like a person told me before, if it's that easy, everybody be doing it. But we do have to inspire, encourage, and motivate and let other people know. You know, you can do it. Don't just be looking at what I got. and, And, you know, it's like people say, you want my story but you don't know my journey that I went through, and, you know, because we all have a testimony. We do. Right. Right. I, I always tell people, you see you see the glory, but you don't know the story. Man. Yes, <laughs> I tell people they don't know. They, they don't have a clue. As some man, no. man, man, man. But you know what? But I'm going to tell you this, though, Talisha. I appreciate it, and I learned. When I was at that event last um, Saturday, and it was making her story, celebrating women's contributions and achievement of the past and today. They put together some skits. They had people singing um, um, Aretha Franklin's song, Harriet Tubman, and was sharing the journeys of some of the women, of some of the things that they've done. It was awesome. It was really awesome. I love how they put these things together because when we talk about businesswomen, the first a businesswoman started at home. You know, you become mm-hmm. the CEO, the CFO, the you know, the, the you the boss, you all of that. It starts there. So sometimes a lot of people think I got to go out and buy this company or I got to go invest. You don't really have to do that, but it's what are you owning? What are you operating and how are you managing it? A lot of individuals mm-hmm. don't even, you know, we got to go back to the basic business skills. Mhm. Yeah. That's true. Um, Talisha, because we got twenty two minutes, twenty one minutes left on the air. And again, if you want to call in on the show, if you have any questions for Talisha, myself, or any of the authors that is on the air, because I read what some of the chapters are, give us a call at five one six. Three eight seven one nine one four. Because you know, even when I end the air, I always say, "You got this." You really do, but you also got to believe in yourself and self doubt. Talisha, let's talk a little bit about self doubt. Do you think self doubt is one of the reasons why some individuals just give up? Oh, 
Absolutely, absolutely. So many, so many of uh, women that I know, and that have women that are part of the Courageous Woman, they share their stories, and they, and they came from a place of or families that didn't believe in them, or they had no one else in their family to look at uh, that were business owners. So they didn't believe that they could. So we, that's why we continue to, to build a, a brand of, of women that are connected and we connect like sisters. So you can see this sister over here who has her business and she's striving and we're sharing her stories in hopes that it, it would encourage other women in, in the network who may not have a family or a friend, uh, family member or friend who has businesses. So yeah, it, it's self, self-doubt is probably the number one because sometimes we have ideas and you'll be the first to talk your own self out of pursuing your own dream uh, of having a business because of, of those limited beliefs that we have, even though we may see someone else doing it. You just don't see yourself doing it. Mm-hmm. That's true. That is so, so true. And um, a lot of times, you know, it can become one of them things. And, and you know, I always say, like I said, well, you know better when you know better, you do better. And I wanted to know, I, I would love for some men to call in to speak and have any or address any questions or concerns they may also have because I want to know what it's like for a man to be in a dating relationship or married to a woman who is a successful businesswoman. And I, I ask that question because I went to go see Oprah a couple of weeks ago in L.A., and Stedman was in the audience. And I'm not saying everybody got to be a Stedman, but how is it for them? What are some of the concerns that they may have? Because I remember my ex told me one time he didn't want to live in my shadow. And I was like, nobody asked you to do that, you know. But it's like one of those things in regards to how do they handle that? So if they don't call in, I'm going to ask some of you. Okay, I'm going to ask you, Lisa. Lisa, how is it having a Ph.D. in regards to dating or if you were with someone? Have you ran into any challenges in regards to that? Because sometimes just well, education I haven't had any time. be a challenge. <laughs> I haven't had any time for that part of my life because uh-huh. I am still working on things. So, you know, I, I the other author that was online said she was happily uh, divorced just like yourself. I'm happily divorced. And um, and eventually I will have time. So for right now, that's not for me, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. But I think if there should be, if I should meet somebody, um, it would be a new challenge to look at how that relationship would work within mm-hmm. the context of everything else that I do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I say that yeah. because even just having a master's degree and being a licensed therapist, and there's a lot of individuals that are just in private practice as a therapist, that some individuals may find that to be a challenge, meaning she's going to psychoanalyze me. I remember a guy told me one time, yeah. you got all them offices. How am I supposed to compete with that? I'm like, who said you're supposed to compete with that? So, <laughs> so you want to you find know, I... someone that's uh, be with someone that's well-rounded, that can also you can relate to and they can also relate to you. Because I want to say, too, I don't know if some of you women on the air have experienced this, but a lot of women are misunderstood when it comes to being a successful businesswoman or businesswoman. 
just being misunderstood. You know, okay, I think it's we speak it, let's speak one at a time. Okay, who was just about to say something? Okay, okay no, no, you can no. say it. <laughs> Okay. Well, I, I, I was, was going to say, I think now, but I didn't, somebody else was speaking, so I, did, I just kind of stopped so that let them speak. I don't know if it's Wilma. But, Wilma, is that you speaking? Okay. No, speaking. no, Jeanette. Well, you know, I was just, I was, I was going to add in, I think it's important for whoever that, whoever that you decide to date to be, like, like you said, Jeanette, fully rounded. They need to have enough of themselves so that they're not looking to you to fill in the gap for them mm-hmm. or to become their all. Because you have your your life, your um, you know, your profession that you are engaged in, your business, and so you're not trying to raise anybody mm-hmm. or be exactly. someone's mama. You know, things like that. That's mm-hmm. my contribution. I don't want that. <laughs> okay. What were you about to say, Talisha? And I, I kind of learn, you know, if I want something, if I want a relationship, I want to cultivate a relationship to to implement um, what I'm doing, what I do. Hopefully that person can relate to what I do. Dating people that are like-minded, that are businessmen and, and that have an understanding of what I'm doing because they're doing the same thing or similar, and we can kind mm-hmm. of vibe a little bit because they have a better understanding because their schedule may be hectic just like mine. So mm-hmm. kind of balance it out when they totally have an understanding. When they just don't have an understanding and they're working, you know, they're totally doing something opposite. They're working nine to five and I'm working uh, nine to whatever, then they mm-hmm. may not have an understanding of what I do or how I do it and, and will be angry. So I've just learned to kind of, you know, deal with, someone who is like-minded and has an understanding and even and if I don't to at least kind of curb some time to try to if I want the relationship try to cultivate the relationship and try to implement things that or or implement some time to 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 cultivate that relationship it's all about time Correct. And it is. And timing is very important. And I like how you ladies are talking about being like-minded and understanding. And like I said, and I brought up the fact that when I was at the event at the forum, the old forum, which is now Pachanga, I believe Pachanga, um, I think they named it after Pachanga now, or one of the casinos, but that Stedman was there with Oprah. And it's interesting because a lot of times individuals, it depends on where they are, even with family and friends, because sometimes you will lose people on the way, and everybody is not meant to be on your journey. And that's okay. Because a lot of times, you know, and one of the callers had mentioned earlier, being discouraged with family and friends, not being supportive or, you know, not being there, that's okay. They just don't know no better. They're not ready. They can't handle that. And even those, you know, and I like Joe Osteen said it best. He said, well, people come into your life for a reason and a season. And sometimes when their season is over, you will be meeting and connecting with other people. Other people will come into your life. So it's a part of a maturity. It's part of a growth because you have to learn how to grow. You have to learn how to go with the seasons. Now, Talisha, we got about 13 minutes left on the air, and I wanted to say this kind of to like the end of the show when we start talking about this. 
tell the listeners what it is that you ex- want in regards to where they can find this book, how it's going to be launching. Give us some insight in regards to this. All right. The Making of a Successful Businesswoman launches tomorrow, March 10th, and you can pick it up right on Amazon. You can get the the download. is only 99 cents, so you can get a copy uh, right on Amazon. You can purchase the print copy and, and also purchase the download for 99 cents. Tomorrow we're pushing the 99 cents because that is what the numbers is what push us to number one. So if you're available tomorrow to purchase the book, go to Amazon.com tomorrow morning and purchase The Making of a Successful Businesswoman. You can also get more information about all of these amazing authors on our website at CourageousWomanMag.com. We're also having a book signing, our first book signing. We normally have several because all of the women are from all over the country. We have book signings. Uh, they have their own book signing, but our very first book signing is March 28th at the Baldwin Hills Mall, the Crenshaw Mall right in uh, Baldwin Hills. And it's, it's going to be held right in the Macy's Bridge. We have a big space there. We had a, another book signing there this past July. It was really amazing. So we're going to have another book signing there for the making of a successful businesswoman. So you can come out. You can hear the speakers that will be speaking on relationships, health, fitness, and as well as the the authors that will attend will be speaking as well. So it will be a lot of fun and connecting and networking with a lot of like-minded women and men in business. So you can do that. And and also if you're interested in being part of Courageous Woman or or advertising or speaking at one of our events, make sure that you, you can email me at info at Courageous Woman Mag, and I can get you some information for that. And um, the book signing is free. So make sure that you are there and, you know, we'll get a chance to talk to you there. And if you want to share your business at that event, you can contact me at info at CourageousWomanMag.com. Mm-hmm. We're going to repeat that again because, you know, we, we can be kind of, we got to say things over and over again. It's like repetition. But we got another caller calling in. Let me log on this caller. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Pressure Predicaments. Number ending in 2-8. How are you doing? I actually thought I was just listening to the show. I mean, why can't we have a courageous man convention? You know, what's all this women stuff like y'all turning on us and coming up with your own thing? Y'all need to bring y'all men into this stuff. Well, Mr. Tony, we met you. I met you at our book signing last time. So, good question. So, we started talking about the making of a successful businesswoman. I want to know what made you come to our last book signing. Well, actually, to be honest with y'all, I stumbled across that, but I thought it was so interesting. I Mm -hmm. stumbled across it. I, I thought it was a great book. I bought a copy. I saw these women over there having a great time, and I said, what's going on over there? You know, very few brothers, very few men. Y'all making all this money and leaving us out. You know, we out here sweeping the mopping floors and stuff, and y'all getting all that money and leaving us behind. Y'all need to bring the brothers on into this. You know. (laughs) know, What about having the courageous women, the book that you had? Can it be one article in there with a brother telling him how he feels? You know, 
Tony. Okay, Tony, you got us laughing. No, wait a minute. That's a serious question. How about having a brother in there saying, you know, I I really appreciate all these wonderful women, and he may even talk about his own relationship and his own woman and how good he feels about this successful woman, you know, uh, um, pulling this family along, maybe even holding it down, and have a brother tell him how he feels. Let him go to an article now telling how he feels on a good one, good black woman he has. That that would be a great idea. But see, you know what? Y'all leaving brothers behind. We out here sweeping floors. Y'all sitting up in offices. Y'all need to do something about this and turn this around. You're right. You're absolutely right. And we do feature men. We highlight men who are doing amazing things and their brands help women. We have a courageous man every now and then. We we feature men. We don't have no discrimination against men. It just happened to be our brand focused on women because we had to, had to target that market. However, if you're you have a business and you want to speak and you want to talk about your business, we'd be more than happy to have you come to be part of the magazine or come to be one of part of one of the events and speak. So we we definitely accommodate you. Mm-hmm. Well, Ernie, you know I, I just like to be able I just like to be able nope. to encourage you guys to have your have some of these men come up here and talk about how wonderful you ladies are holding things down. That that would be, for, you know, that's a great thing for brothers to hear that. They spoke these positive things about these sisters. Maybe even let one brother write an article in that book. I know you focus on the sisters. And let him explain how he feel about this wonderful black woman he has that's doing these great things. Well, see, Tony, you got to write my review. I have a question for you. Uh, how Who? do we take – Jeanette, can I? Yeah, yes, you may. How can we take the men on the journey with us? And also, how can we help the men on their own journey? Because before you joined the call, but you said you were listening, we had a personal question. We were asking the ladies, how has it been on their entrepreneurial journey and how has it affected their relationship? But how can we take a guy on the entrepreneurial journey with us and how can we help him on his entrepreneurial journey? That's what I'm asking you. Okay. That's exactly what I'm saying is I love you ladies' books. I I read the book. I I read about your journeys. I think it's positive, and it it does help me. But um, maybe a suggestion, and I don't have to follow it, A, a brother that puts an article in there, talks about the, a specific one or a sister or woman that he's with and explained how he feel about his woman on this powerful journey and how great it has, it has boasted, boosted him and uplifted him. Look, I see Jeanette, the girl holding it down, doing offices in here, although she got me around here fixing the locks on them. And uh, <laughs> she's going around, this woman is helping all these people out doing all these positive things, and I see this sister doing these, being strong. And maybe somebody will write an article saying how a brother say, listen, I see this. This boosts me to get on up and rise up and also, you know, uh, take on this journey. I really think the brothers will love something like that. Or any well, man for that matter. 
Toby, you know what? It's interesting because I wanted to do a man-to-man workshop because we got to work on helping a lot of men with their self-esteem, their, you know, this, this pride. This, and um, I had connected with my cousin because uh, I'm related to Gerald Strawberry, and I got in touch with Ronnie Strawberry, and he responded back, and I told him I wanted to do it, and he said, well, let me know so that I can talk to Daryl and find out, you know, when we could come down. Because I had that vision of doing something, because we do need to motivate, encourage, and not be as if we're so intimidating. And one of the things you were talking about, Tony, and I'll let you share it, but you were talking about putting something together, and I'll let you talk about what you were talking about doing to help women like us that are doing things and what you thought would be a good idea. Can you let the listeners know about that? Um. My yes, uh, my whole thing was um, uh, being encouraged. Sometimes people don't realize that men are encouraged by what women are doing. Uh, let me give y'all this example. You can find this maybe on YouTube. They did a test where they put a young boy and a young girl in a boat, and they sailed like I believe from here to New Zealand in a boat. And they showed how the boys was freaking out because they were alone. And the girls was just, it's like nothing bothered them. And I'm looking at this. I said, that is amazing. All this time we've been thinking that men is the strong one. And these boys are crying because they by themselves and they did they, they, they fear. And the women and just, the young girls, these girls are 17, 18, 19, just going along on this long 2,000-mile trip in a sailboat by themselves, and they ain't even freaking out. So my whole thing was the encouragement that men can get from reading those books. And they don't necessarily have to get encouraged from another man. And if if a man can write in one of those books – explaining what I'm saying, the encouragement he's getting from reading what these women are doing and the power he sees with what these women are doing, and how he can lift himself up. That would be a powerful thing for some brothers and some sisters to read and even talk about the woman he's with who's doing those great things. Mm-hmm. That's Maybe a I'm good too thing. enthusiastic or something. I don't know. But you, you, you had shared something with me before. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. But because a lot of times, like you said, I got you running around here changing locks and doing all of that stuff because sometimes <laughs> women, we have to learn how to ask for help. And sometimes people expect for us to do everything. We can't do everything. And I truly, and I told you before, I appreciate you. I really appreciate you, even though, like I said, I met you at the book signing, and I've been driving you crazy ever since. But you've been there. <laughs> you see what we're doing, and you were saying something about Starting something to help women that you see that need help with certain things to put together. Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. We had a few women this year yet to refresh my mind. You see how the man minds can just go? Anyway, (laughs) the idea was we see a lot of women coming in, and uh, they are discouraged, or or they have like three or four kids, and they end up being a stay-at-home mom. And somehow along the way, the husband may be going out and doing something he shouldn't be doing, and she's left in a situation where now she has to rise up because she can't trust her husband anymore. And mm-hmm. so we were thinking about getting certain things to create to help these ladies who to advance to the next level and tell them don't have no fear and show them how a lot of women have rise to the top 
because they put it trust into that relationship and someone that the, the husband ran off with someone else or he's cheating and all that and he left her in a, in a in a financial bind that is hard for her to overcome and so the thing was about setting up certain things certain up avenues where these ladies women can go and and and, and <clears throat> acquire the knowledge and the strength that they can to achieve and have no fear in moving ahead and that's what my whole premise is about. Because like we was talking about one of the young ladies in the meeting we had, we saw how she was. She felt like she was stuck in a certain uh, uh, bind, and she she needed some sense of direction to move forward because she was in fear that everything can be cut out from, I mean, pulled out from under her, and she has no financial means or nothing. And so it was about my whole premise was about creating an avenue, which you guys have probably already done. You create an avenue of resources where, okay, instead of just talking about rising up, send them to the place where they can get this so they can rise. Mm-hmm. And you know what, Tony, I want to thank you for calling in. I appreciate your input on that because a lot of men are afraid to say something or, you know, they run, they hide, and, and we have to stop running. And a lot of women became resilient. You know, we've come from some place, we came from hurt, tragedy, from trauma, you know, from all over the world to where women are making a difference in politics and the homes and businesses and, you know, doing a lot of different things. And some women, we, we had no choice. You had, no, you, you had to do what you got to do. So, Talisha, right. one more time, tell the listeners about the book, Launching Tomorrow. The Making of a Successful Businesswoman launches tomorrow, March 10th, and you can go to Amazon.com, and you can download a copy. It is $0.99 tomorrow for the ebook. We're focusing on that because we're in process of moving the book up to number one as an Amazon bestseller. So those, uh, when you purchase the book online and you buy the ebook, those count tomorrow, not today. Tomorrow, make sure you go there tomorrow morning and get your copy of The Making of a Successful Businesswoman. You can also buy a print copy if you like that as well. Um, you can go to CourageousWomanMag.com and read about these amazing authors. Their articles are being all uploaded, and you can see more about these women and their businesses and patronize these women, connect with them, and learn more about who they are, what they're doing in their businesses. Okay. So uh, next week, I don't know what I'm going to talk about tomorrow, but until next week, I want to thank you for listening to Percy Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. If you have any topics you want me to discuss, you can also email me at preciouspredicaments at gmail.com or Jeanette Abney, LMFT, at gmail.com. So, again, we want your support. We want you to purchase the book. We want you to get the ebook. It's definitely a great read with the making of a successful businesswoman. And if you are a woman out there and you are looking for a mentor, there are also some life coaches out there that can help you, to encourage you, to empower you. But you've got to take a leap of faith and you have to be willing to step out there no matter what. So, again, thank you for joining me at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks so Bye. Much. Thank you. Bye-bye.